Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. We have a great story to share with you today. Very encouraging story. Yes. That I just happened to come across on Facebook of all places, <laughs> and I said he looks like a pastor, maybe a pastor we might know. And sure enough, with an amazing story, and I want to—I'm just so excited to share it with you today. Joining us today, Pastor Tom Messer, pastor at Peace Lutheran Church in Alma, Michigan. Pastor, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Hey, it's great to be here, Andy. So I just stumbled across a story that an organization had shared about your success story. And I'm really excited to share that today. But before we even get to that transformation and that success story, I want to talk about your vocations as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, how that all began. So tell us about how the Lord brought you to these vocations, husband, father, and pastor. Well, that's a long story, but I'll just, I'll condense it and make it sweet and short. But (laughs) I met my, my wife, Lisa. We both worked at Ford Motor Company many moons ago. And we got married. We have four kids, Kelsey, Sarah, Samantha, and Aaron. They're all adult kids now. We are blessed with three grandchildren, Elena, Brian, and we just had Thomas last week, February 3rd. So we're real excited about that. And as far as I'll just, I'll go into this a little bit. As far as becoming a pastor, it was, I've always been very interested from when I was a little kid. I was very interested in scripture and theology. I don't know where it came from because I don't come from a, a family that went to church regularly. My my mom was a Christian, but not really practicing Christian. And my dad was kind of agnostic when I was growing up. So I didn't really, I didn't, it wasn't, uh, I don't know where it came from, but I was always interested in the Bible and theology. And my parents gave me a children's Bible when I was, I always tell this story, when I was like seven or eight years old, and I read that thing all the way through several times. So I was a kid that actually would ask my friends if I could go to church with them <laughs> growing up. And so I would go to, to different churches with my friends and some of my other family members. I spent most of my youth going to the Flat Rock Church of Christ, and it, I, didn't, I wasn't introduced to Lutheranism until my teenage years when I started dating a Lutheran pastor's daughter, <laughs> and which was great for me because he had a whole library of theology books and that he, he let me delve into. And anyway, long story short, I ended up, I wasn't baptized till I was 15 years old. I was baptized in a Lutheran church, LCMS church in my hometown and have been more and more Lutheran the more and more I live my life. But it, and then, so a journey toward becoming a pastor, I, like I said, I was always interested in this, but life happens and you have to, you, ha- you start having a family and having kids and you have to go to work and all that. So I'm at <laughs> Ford Motor Company, working at Ford Motor Company, and this, this desire, this, I don't know, this feeling of wanting to delve more into theology and, and I would take, I was a skilled tradesman. So I would take my Bible and theology books to work with me and because I didn't have to work all day except for when the line broke down, then I'd have to fix it and stuff like that. So I had a lot of time just sitting there. Anyway, my wife finally said, you're so interested. All you do is think about this, talk about this. 
why don't you go look at Concordia Ann Arbor and see about getting into the pre-SEM program? So I did. And for the next, and then they admitted me. And then for the next three years, I already had some credits from a college out of high school, but uh, for the next three years of my life, I, I worked full-time at Ford and went full-time to school at Ann Arbor and ended up quitting Ford Motor Company in 2001 to go to Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. So that's kind of my, you know, I, and uh, like I said, I, I can't explain it. I don't know where that came. I mean, I kind of know where it came from, but it's just, it's, I'm a weird case because this wasn't, I, there, there was no upbringing in the church. I kind of sought it out myself with guidance by the Holy Spirit, of course. That's kind of the short version of my story. Thanks be to God that the Holy Spirit yeah, works yeah. In, in his mysterious ways to bring people to the church and to bring people into this vocation of pastor. That's a really fun story. How would you describe your life then as a pastor after you graduate seminary, have your first call? How would you describe your life as a pastor? <clears throat> Well, I, you know, it, I've been doing this for, I'm going on 17 years. So, and I, and it's been all 17 years in the same place. I would, the way I would describe it now would be totally different than the way I would describe it when I first started. I mean, it was a huge adjustment. And I imagine, I, well, I know this because I've talked to so many pastors over the years, especially giving advice to new guys going into parishes, but it's an adjustment. You have to be, you have to be self-motivated. I mean, your boss is Jesus. Nobody's <laughs> checking your work. I mean, it was a huge adjustment. I should say it this way. It was a huge adjustment for me coming from working in a factory for years where you clocked in, you did your job for eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours, and then you went home and you didn't think about your job. When you're a pastor, that's, it's totally different. You're not, ne you're never you never clock out. You're con you're always thinking about your job. You're always engaged in what you have to do. You're it's just it, it was a huge it was a huge adjustment for me. But but it's been so I've been so blessed. If you ask me to describe my life as a pastor, that would be the word I would describe. I would use to describe it as blessed. And after doing it for going on 17 years, I kind of know what I'm doing now. <laughs> where you don't know that when you start. And so I've gotten in the, into a rhythm over the years, but it's been th the last year, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but the last year has been probably my my best year as a pastor because I've been so active and engaged and, and refocused. And um, so it's it's been even more of a blessing than it was previously. I don't know if you have any specific questions about that, but go ahead. You mentioned that the, the past year has been the best year you've been so active. What was life like before the last year? Well, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know if I want to say typical, but I mean, a lot of pastors struggle with, with the lifestyle of being a pastor because it's, it really, it can be and it is for most of us a sedentary lifestyle. You are constantly sitting on your butt, writing sermons, reading books, preparing Bible studies. It's and we always we pastors always joke. You get the yeah uh, you get the crispy cream belly after about five years of being a pastor, and it just keeps growing and growing after that. And I fell right into that for fifteen years. I just didn't actively move and get out. I, I lived a sedentary lifestyle and I always, I use the excuse while well, I'm a pastor, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to sit at my computer. I'm supposed to sit, I'm, sit in my lazy boy and read theology books and all that kind of stuff. So, so I developed 
uh, really bad habits for 15 years of living that lifestyle. And, uh, and it caught up with me. And not only that, but uh, yeah, I had, there's so many other bad habits for 15 years. I was fairly young when I started as a pastor. I was, I'm a second career guy, as I've already explained, but I was 30 years old or 33 when I started. But anyway, I was, you know, fairly young. And you, when you're young, you don't think about your health and you think you're going to kind of live forever and you don't worry about getting, having medical problems and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and that was me for 15 years. I, nah, I just loved, I just lived my life and ate whatever I wanted to eat and sat on my butt and didn't exercise and it, and it that, caught up with me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. How did that impact your vocations? How did that impact you as a husband, father, and pastor? Oh, well, yeah. It, I'll say it this way. When you're, when you, be, it, I, I should say that it took me a while to get to the place where I ended up. Uh, finally having a change of mindset and I'm sure we'll get into that. So I, I wouldn't say it was all at once, but when you're so physically out of shape, when you, when you allow yourself to get so unhealthy, that does spill over into your other, other areas of your life. Not just, not just your physical health, but your, your relationships with other people, your, the way you spend your time, all that kind of stuff. So for, for 15 years, I kind of just let it go and I wasn't as engaged. I wasn't as focused. I didn't have the right mindset in any aspect, in any area of my life. And I really think that uh, something I never, you never think about this <laughs> until you get to a point where you're forced to think about it. But I was so, I was, I, I allowed myself to become so unhealthy physically. It'll, it, it creeped over into being unhealthy spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all that kind of stuff. And it, it really all goes together. So... I don't know if that answered your question, but I'm kind of rambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about that. You, you had a very, I think, pivotal moment in this as well. And we'll talk about that in just a moment when we come back. We're talking with Pastor Tom Messer of Peace Lutheran Church in Alma, Michigan. And we'll share the rest of his story in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live Uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with Pastor Tom Messer, Peace Lutheran Church in Alma, Michigan. Has quite the story to share. Now, you would mention that you shared that had a change of lifestyle in that when you became a pastor, it it was easy to set aside the things of staying physically active because books are great for the brain and right. even for the soul, but maybe not for the body, <laughs> yeah. reading books and, and all the things you get to do in pastoral care. But there was, you shared in one of your stories, and I can't remember if it was the another podcast you were on or somewhere else, you'd mentioned like what Sunday morning was like for you in the, can you share a little bit about that? Well, it got to the Just, point, yeah, sure. It, it got to the point where I let my health get so bad and I became so out of shape and that it was a struggle for me to preach. 
it was a struggle for me to lead the service. At our church, we practice during the festival half of the church here, we process and we have a a gospel procession where we take the gospel book out into the middle of the nave and read the gospel from there. And I dreaded that. I mean, it sounds so absurd, but because I was so worried about I, I, I was so worried about being becoming out of breath to the point where I couldn't read it or that people would notice that I was struggling as I was reading the gospel, that the, the people would notice that. It, it, was, it became a chore for me. It really did. I still looked forward to going to church and leading the people in service and preaching uh, the gospel and all that stuff. I'd still look forward to it, but I had a, I, there was part of me that, that dreaded it because I was in such bad shape. So yeah, it was time to make some changes there for sure. So what was this this pivotal moment that happened that was the bright lights in the face of, hey, we got to change something here? Yeah, well, I ended up in the ER on December 23rd, 2020. Prior to ending up in the ER, I was out deer hunting November and December, and I couldn't walk to my deer hunting stand, which was a flat walk. I couldn't get out there without having to stop three or four times to catch my breath. I mean, it just... And I... And just doing tasks around the house, taking out the garbage, anything, just anything I would do, just getting in and out of my truck. I would be, I was, I would start to be a little out of breath and I was starting to lose my coordination, my hand-eye coordination. I was fumbling things. It was just, I could feel myself going downhill fast. And so in December, I finally, I hadn't been to the doctor in years. And I finally told my wife, I got to call the doctor and see what's going on here. This is bad. And uh, so I went into a doctor, to the doctor's office on December 23rd, 2020. And the, the doctor came into the room and immediately said, you, you need to go to the emergency room right now. And, um, and I argued with him a little bit and said, well, it's December 23rd. I got stuff to do. I got Christmas Eve service tomorrow. I got stuff. I'm not going to the ER. Anyway, he, long story short, he ended up talking me into going to the ER. He told me I wouldn't have to stay. But he, he said, you have to go because your blood pressure is 220 over 120. And you are on the point of having a, a heart attack or a massive heart attack or a stroke. Or, and I'm really worried about you. You need to go. So I went. And I spent six hours in the ER. And it was the worst six hours of my life. You, can't, you couldn't have a visitor. My wife couldn't come. Lisa couldn't come up and, and stay with me. So I was all alone in this ER room, laying on this cot, and they had the blood pressure cuff on me and going off every few minutes. And when your blood pressure is that high, I mean, it was, it hurt. It left bruises on my arm because when your blood pressure is that high, when it's, when that cuff squeezes your arm, it's painful. And they ran all kinds of tests. And I just remember laying there. I was in that room by myself most of the time. They would come in and out, but I just remember laying there and for, my first thought was I was really ticked off at myself for allowing myself to get to this point because I knew even before that time, even before November, December that year, I could feel myself going downhill for the, for a few years before that I could, I just was becoming more and more out of shape and I knew, I knew I needed to do something about it, but I never did. And uh, so laying there in that emergency room on that cot, I was, I I had such a feeling of despair and desperation and and anger at myself. And I didn't know, I mean, they they were saying things like surgery and you might need some stents. And I mean, just, uh, you might have clotting, blah, blah, blah. They were just 
they didn't know what was wrong, but they thought my heart was in bad shape. They diagnosed me with heart failure, but just laying there and listening and all that and feeling the way I felt, I just thought to myself, if the Lord gives me a chance, if this doesn't go uh, as badly as it could, I'm done with this. I'm get, I'm going back to, I'm getting on a journey back to health. So it was a real eye opener for me. And, and I came home that I spent six hours. The one, the first ER doctor wanted me to stay and she wasn't very happy with me because I refused to stay to get admitted. And, and then the next ER doc came in and he sat me down and I mean, we sat and talked for a while and told me I had to follow up on this and, and, and I did, but you know, the first ER doc said, if you go home, you're going to stroke out and die. And I, and my response to her was immediately, well, then I'll be with Jesus, but I'm going home. <laughs> and anyway, I mean, it was a huge wake up call and I came home and committed myself to getting back into shape. It, I should say this real quick. It turned out my heart, I mean, I had, in, my heart was slightly enlarged and I had a, a little leakage and stuff like that, but, uh, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So I was given that chance. So how did that change go after having this experience in the ER and the realization that things need to change? How did that go from there? I mean, a a lot of us realize there are things about our lifestyle we probably need to change. How did you make that step? How did you take that next step? Well, I mean, I just started making some very immediate changes, getting, I I stopped eating junk, (laughs) started my my wife Lisa had been on a health kick for years previous to this and she was always on my case about you should eat with me you should eat what I cook cuz she would eat good healthy food and no nah, I'll eat my meat and potatoes and veggie or corn and my just I it was so immediately I stopped that I started eating with her I started eating healthy I stopped snacking I stopped eating a box of cookies at night or a bag of chips. I mean, it was just, I was, I was just ridiculous with my eating habits. I immediately stopped that. When I was in such bad shape that I was doing Motrin like candy because I was, I had all this pain everywhere. My knee, my, all my joints hurt. So I, so I stopped doing that. I stopped taking any pain relief and I couldn't do anything else other than kind of try to get my nutritional side of things in, in order from the, when I got home from the hospital, that's all I could, because they wouldn't, they didn't want me to move. <laughs> they were really worried about if I overexert myself, I could have a heart attack. So, but I, after having some tests done and a heart ultrasound and January 8th, my doctor gave me the green light to start exercising. He didn't want me to do anything strenuous, just walk. He said, just walk 15 to 30 minutes a day. And so I committed to that. And, and I've been committed to that ever since I, I, since January 8th of last year, I have, I've gotten at least 30 minutes of exercise in every single day. And, and, and now having gone through this whole journey and becoming a lot healthier and a lot more fit, I'm averaging over a hundred minutes of exercise a day, but, but it was just starting slow, starting, getting your, eliminating the things I could eliminate, start really paying attention to what I'm putting into my body. And then start moving. That's how I started and started to see some immediate results. Started to feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good lesson in in making these lifestyle changes for people who who are at that point or or maybe think they're getting close to that point. That it doesn't have to be these drastic lifestyle changes all at once. And a lot of times that isn't really the best way to go about it either. But making those small baby steps of just changing one thing at a time and and that that snowballs like like you've said in your own story. Just just those 
those small steps can make such a, a huge difference down the road once you get that momentum. So how has the last year gone for you? What have you seen? What have you seen changing? And, and who has been really supporting you along this path? Oh, it's been a wonderful year. It really has. It's I started, like I said, January 8th, I started exercising every day, started to get my, my nutrition in check and started to eat healthy. And then I found the Fit Father Project, which is, it's a program for men over four. And I found that just searching things. I wanted to get into some, I wanted to have some kind of, get into some kind of program that would hold, would hold me accountable, that would give me the tools that I could use. Because I share this with everybody too. You, what you just said, Sarah, that's key. You got to start slow, but just watching what you eat and moving. That's how you mm-hmm. start. But then where do you go from there? And I think this is, this for me, four or five years leading up to this, I would sit there and think, I need to do something, but what do I do? What workouts do I do? What exercises do I do? What meal plan do I follow? All that kind of stuff. And uh, so I found Fit Father Project, and it's been such a godsend for me. It's been such a blessing to me. I joined that on February 1st and started doing the first, I, it used to, when you start with it, you start for 30 days. And then you set a goal, you write a mission statement, and then you follow them, the meal plan. And, and this is what I'll say too. It's not really, it's not a complex meal plan. It's not some kind of, you have to eat this, you can't eat that. It's just common sense. Don't fill your plate. It's, they call it a perfect plate. Put a quarter of your plate with protein, a quarter of it with some kind of healthy starch, and then half of it with vegetables. So you're not starving yourself. It becomes something that you can live with and you can sustain. But I started with that on February 1st and... Oh man, I started seeing results month after month. I lost 16.2 pounds my uh, first month. I should say this too, when going back to December 23rd, 2020, I weighed in when, at the doctor's office at 286.3 pounds. I mean, I was, <laughs> and I can't even believe I let myself get that big, but but I lost 16.2. I, I started losing uh, weight on a consistent basis. I felt great. I had all this energy and, and just building that momentum and Seeing it became seeing those results I was getting and the, and the way I was feeling it just became fuel to keep going and it's really been it's been nothing but it's been nothing but blessings ever since then everything in my life has changed really I mean it's when you get your when you get your physical health back in order it really leads into being healthy in other areas of your life so it's been a tremendous year for me I set a goal I should say this I set my major goal was to get back below two hundred. By July 25th, 2021, which was my 50th birthday, I set that goal in February and just working this program and exercising and doing the workouts and watching what I ate and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just, and it's so sustainable. I didn't feel like I was being neglected anything, but just by doing all that and being committed to it and dedicated to it, I hit that goal 70 pounds since starting the program. I hit that goal on June 10th, a month and a half early. And then, so I set another goal to be down to 188 by my birthday and I ended up 185, but it's been, it's just been amazing. And it's, it works. <laughs> and it, if you start slow, you start moving, you, you, you watch what you eat. You don't have to be nuts about it. You don't have to count every calorie, but just watch your carbs, watch the calorie intake, all that kind of stuff. It, it really does work. And you and you and it's amazing. It's been it really has been amazing for me to walk, to witness my body transform, be transformed through this process because you don't even really know it's happening. You just feel better. And then eventually, six months later, you're like, wow, that's me. 
that was me. That's me. It, it's unbelievable. It's been great. It's been it's been one of the best years of my life. Now that you've made these changes and and committed to better physical health, which, as you pointed out, impacts the whole person, the whole being. What do Sundays look like now for you? Oh, they're great. I love it. I can't. I hope we have a gospel procession, man. I want to carry that book out there and read it. And my preaching, my preaching, it's I'm so it just reinvigorated me. And I mean, because you get in. you become a pastor and you, you've been doing it for years and you kind of get, you do go through ruts and, oh, I got to write another sermon, but you know what, <laughs> I've already said all this stuff. And this is just this whole change of lifestyle, this whole new way of living, of striving for health in all areas of my life. That's just bled over into, into my service as a pastor. I've loved it. And, and people have noticed that and they've said that to me many times. You're just so much, you're so much more energetic you're so much, you just sound and look more alive. And it's true. It really is. So yeah, that's been, because I would struggle to sing the hymns. I couldn't get, I could, or chanting or anything. I, I was always worried about not having the breath. And now, oh man, let's go. I'm ready. It's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Right after the service, I hear he runs out for a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Messer, thanks so much for sharing your story with us today. And uh, thanks be to God that uh, he's, he's provided you this opportunity and blessed you with good health and that uh, you can continue to serve in the ways that he's given you to serve. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Amen, brother. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.